This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Van Dees joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, it's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice where you have a repair. Choose Capital Collision Center. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, and it's one nothing at the half. Hellgate leading Bozeman in the uh, State AA Boys Soccer Championship. Keep you updated on that one. The girls will play tomorrow. Helena hosting Glacier. Looking forward to uh, to that one. And then the uh, A's will be this weekend, both in the uh, Flathead Valley, I believe, Kalispell, or uh, Whitefish and uh, Columbia Falls. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk to Kyle Mahelish coming up today. The Capital football coach will join us. I'm going to recap Crosstown and look ahead to the playoff game against Butte this week on Friday night at Butte. Narangi. Uh Also, um, we're scheduled to have uh, Savannah, the Savvy Truth. If you've uh, seen her on Facebook or on um, the uh, the Twitter, a youngster, teenager, social media star, and very, very outspoken. And um, been fun following her videos. So we're going to have, uh, scheduled to have her joining us here shortly. Uh, let's check in with the COVID update. And we also have on this day in history and much more, including the walk-off uh, Cafe Zydeco. All right, let's start with our COVID update. And we'll run through the numbers real quick. Montana reporting 632 new cases today. 29,966 confirmed since March. 325 deaths. That's, up, I think, 20 from yesterday, 374 in the hospital currently, and I think that's up almost 25. 10,122 active cases and 19,519 have recovered. Yellowstone County, 2,029 active. Cascade, 1,012. Lots of triple digits, 758. Missoula, 619. Flathead, 680. Glacier, 405. Hill, 708 active cases in Lewis and Clark County, 769 Gallatin. Um, so there you go. And those are the numbers. Um, terrible numbers, by the way. All right. Uh, we will answer this uh, momentarily when we uh, go to break, but uh, on the air right now. 
Um, but I think that is uh, savvy, uh, Savannah. So we'll check in. Uh, we'll put that on hold for a second um, while we uh, while we get going here. All right. So saw this today. Big Ten football. Wisconsin, number nine in the country. Nebraska, cancel. Why? Wisconsin has 12 people that have COVID. Six players, six coaches, including head coach Paul Christ. And both the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback. Uh, Last night, the World Series. Dodgers win it. Yay, congrats. First time in 32 years. The big news, though, was that Justin Turner tested positive twice, once the day before, the next day, yesterday, in the second inning. They pulled him in the sixth, and then he came out, and even though he was supposed to be quarantined in an office, he came out and celebrated without his mask. Um, Major League Baseball says it's launching an immediate investigation, but... Justin Turner, come on, man. Crazy. Um, this is It's not a good optic for the Dodgers. It's not a good optic for Major League Baseball. It's not a good optic for Justin Turner uh, at all. But, hey, what the heck, right? As long as you get to celebrate a World Series. I know that. I, I get it. I know they don't happen all the time. But you can't do that. You, you cannot just randomly decide, hey, uh... I'm going to go out and celebrate, even though I've tested positive for COVID-19. I'm just going to go out and celebrate maskless. Not on top of the 11,000 fans that were there, too. So, interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, Also did see uh, this as well. And big big hunting accident. Well, not an accident, but a big hunting um, faux pas happened over the weekend. We'll talk about that in the walk-off coming up. But I do want to get to um, this. Got a call today from our uh, great Senator Steve Daines. We had him on Friday, but uh, he wanted to uh, to put in one more. Um, well, here, I'll let him explain. Senator uh, Daines joining us here, Jason Walker Show, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. That's good. Well, I appreciate you joining me uh, again, uh, second time in a week. This is uh, quite the honor, and uh, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Jason. Just uh, flew back from Washington, D.C. yesterday morning uh, following that uh, vote for Justice Amy Coney Barrett. I got to have a front row seat to watch her sworn in as well at the White House. It was a real historic moment. I was going to say, and wearing the Bobcat mask to boot, which was great, but uh, what was it (laughs) like to, to... to A, do that vote and be a part of that historic vote and then um, be at the White House. I mean, that's that's a pretty cool deal. You know, uh, Jason, I'm just a kid that grew up in Bozeman and went to kindergarten through college. Is to, you know that I'm a bobcat, and uh, I don't think I ever would have dreamed that someday I'd be able to cast a vote for an outstanding Supreme Court justice in Amy Coney Barrett. And then literally within an hour after casting that vote on the floor of the U.S. Senate, uh, several senators – or uh, put in a bus, and we were bused down to the White House, and I literally had a front row seat to watch President Trump, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, and then uh, Justice Clarence Thomas as well uh, swear her in. And it was just a great moment. The Marine Band 
was playing these great patriotic songs, America the Beautiful and others. It was just a beautiful evening. It was a great moment. But you know it was a lot of fun, Jason? As we were walking out, uh, the Marine Band started playing the Notre Dame fight song, which, of <laughs> course, is uh, Amy Coney Barrett's alma mater. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of cool. I'm not a Notre Dame guy, but that's still pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a bobcat, you know. Exactly, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Hey, real quick, Senator, what was it – how frustrating was it to see – your fellow senators actually walk out of a vote. You know, uh, Jason, that's just a low moment in uh, American history. Uh, this is one of the more solemn moments that you have as a United States senator. Cast a vote for the highest court in the land. Uh, these are lifetime appointments. To put this in perspective, uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett's 48 years old. If she lives as long as Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she will serve on the Supreme Court until 2060. Wow. And uh, you, you just hope that uh, in the midst of you know, the partisan fights that uh, we see going on uh, in our country, that just for a moment that both sides could at least have the civility to be in the chamber and at least sit down and cast the votes together, even if you're opposed, at least just show up. You know, the Democrats boycotted the vote out of the Judiciary Committee. They didn't even show up. It was 12 to 0 because not a single Democrat even showed up. They boycotted it. That just reminds me, frankly, of, you know, playground games that I used to see when I worked at Longfellow School here in Bozeman back in the 60s. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine the frustration. Uh, we are less than a week away now, six days away from Election Day, and uh, you've got a message for everybody. Well, if there's one message, Jason, first of all, is just get out and vote. Uh, we still have a lot of Montans who haven't voted yet. And uh, with these all mail-in ballots, it's really important that uh, that Montanans grab their ballot now, and they're going to need to hand carry it down the election office. Or there's drop places uh, in, in various counties that you need to know where to go and get it done. Because we're past the time now where uh, you can mail it in. And, and get it there by Tuesday at 8 p.m., you, you risk literally not having your vote counted. Because if the ballot's not received by 8 p.m. Tuesday, it won't count. And that'd be a shame. So I'm just encouraging Montanans, grab that ballot, sit in the kitchen counter, get it filled out, hand carry it down to the uh, administrator, election administrators, and cast your vote. The, the, the future of our country is at stake right now, Jason, and it runs right through Montana. If, uh, if, if I hold this seat then uh, we will be able to have a check and balance on Nancy Pelosi and stop her far-left agenda coming out of the House. If the state of Montana elects Steve Bullock to the United States Senate, Chuck Schumer is likely the majority leader. And there's absolutely no check on Nancy Pelosi's power grab in D.C. And for those who care about the Second Amendment, for those who care about our natural resource industry, timber jobs, coal jobs, oil, natural gas jobs, we can't let the far-left be in charge in Washington, D.C., and Montana has a chance to express its voice, not just for our state, but for our country. Well, I, uh, I know you you got to run on short notice here, but I appreciate the uh, the quick call and uh, keep up the good fight and uh, good luck. We'll talk to you after the election. And, and real quick, next time you get Nick, Nikki Haley in town, um, have her on the show, will you? <laughs> hey, that's been fun. She, she's great. I, I Nikki. I, you know, of course, I was back in Washington D.C. fighting the good fight for uh, for Amy Coney Barrett. So I, I was not able to be with. Uh, Nikki when she traveled around the state for me. Mm. But I gave her a call from literally from just off the floor of the United States Senate. We were battling votes that night. 
And she is absolutely the real deal. She's such a mm. genuine person. And uh, she's the kind of leader that I want to see elevate in this country. It, it, she's, a, she's a great leader. She, she's a hero for young women as well, just as Justice Amy Coney Barrett is. I'm, I'm the father of two daughters. I've got a, a granddaughter now. And it's important we have these role models like Nikki Haley, like Amy Coney Barrett, for these young women to look up to and aspire to. Uh, appreciate the time, sir. Uh, like I said, keep up the good fight, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Senator Steve Daines joining us, uh, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline, um, checked in. He just he basically just wanted to make sure you get out and vote. And today, you can't mail after today, like he said. Um, the U.S. Postal Service is saying, look, it's going to take like a week. And in order to get your ballot counted, go fill it out, drop it off. Okay, It's not that. You want to get one of these stickers, right? Um, I voted. And they're bigger this year. Instead of the little one, they're bigger this year. But uh, I got more thoughts on the Dodgers in the World Series coming up. Also, Kyle Mahelish will join us, talk some capital football, and uh, much more. Um, but when we return, her name is Savannah. She is 16 years old, and she is very outspoken. She can't even vote yet, but she's very outspoken. She's very um, feisty, and it's called The Savvy Truth. She has a show every Tuesday night on Facebook, and uh, it's um, we reached out. We'll get her on, and uh, she'll join us, I think, next here on the Jason Walker Show. Still more thoughts on the Dodgers and Justin Turner and COVID and uh, much more. But we're coming right back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Ah, welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Kyle Mahelish will join us, Capital Football Coach, coming up. Uh, also on this day in history, I have more thoughts on Justin Turner and the Dodgers and uh, what happened last night. Congratulations to the Dodgers, although I am not a Dodger fan. But um, I'm not sure if our uh, first guest today on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline is a fan of baseball. We'll find out right now. Her name is uh, Savannah. It is the Savvy Truth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, are you a baseball fan? I am. My dad actually coached the All-Navy baseball team back in the 1990s, so we're a pretty big baseball family in our house. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Savannah, the Savvy Truth, I've been watching you uh, for a few months now. Uh, you're feisty. And very outspoken. How did you, I mean, you're 16. You're not even allowed to vote yet, but you love speaking your mind. And I, and I love it. So I, um, how did you get into this? Well, I think it all started back when I was probably six years old. After church on Sunday, we'd go to Dairy Queen. And my dad, my mom and I, my little brother, we would go over all the amendments, the preamble to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, literally anything and everything we could about government, economics, history, politics. We went over at a really, really young age. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. And over time, it just sort of morphed its way into turning into a love of just straight politics and government and how our country is supposed to be run based off of our Constitution and Bible. And I have opinions about it, and I have opinions about how our political leaders are miserably failing us today, and I'm not afraid to put them out there and tell it to them how it is. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. And you, like I said, you've become a social media star, uh, Savannah, over the last uh, few months, which is really cool. Uh, did you expect to, to blow up like you have? I, I'm honestly, I've had been, I've been involved in politics, and I've had a bunch of different viral videos throughout my life of speaking in front of city councils on the USS Lexington, many different things like that. But I don't think I really realized how consistently my videos could gain traction and so much traction that the president and Don Jr. retweeted and posted my videos to Instagram. That right there was like, oh, my gosh, I've made it. Donald Trump has seen my videos. That's uh, Hey, I've reached out to him. I'm trying to get him on the show, and he's at least retweeted you. So you're ahead of me in that game. <laughs> It, it was very cool. We were actually at a baseball game for my brother, and I looked out at my phone, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the president just retweeted me. <laughs> um, I, I had a heart attack. <laughs> no no question. Savannah, uh, The Savvy Truth airs every Tuesday on uh, on Facebook. I think it's 7 Eastern. Um, last night, let's talk about last night's show real quick, um, something you're very passionate about. And, again, you're passionate about a lot of different things, but you talked um, – sex trafficking, child trafficking, and it's an important conversation to have in, in this day, and I thought you handled it very well last night. Yes, my guest last night, Samuel Hall, uh, we just 
talked about exactly what's going on. She had a really very just straightforward, blunt, serious perspective about what is truly going on in our country, what the real epidemic is. And just listening to him talk about all the things that he's done, the things that he's seen, the little girls that he's had to rescue, it absolutely just breaks my heart because you honestly don't think that there is someone out there who'd be so evil as to sell a little two-year-old girl into sex trafficking, and you would never believe that it would be her own parents. But people like that do do these awful, evil, disgusting things, and it's thanks to patriots like him that get these kids out of here. And I don't think people realize how much it's going on and how many kids are being trafficked every night in their own city and how many political leaders are actually involved in it. Now, he couldn't go into lots of details about things because a lot of this is hush-hush secret. We don't need to get these girls in danger. We don't need to put his guys in danger. And we definitely don't want to anger the politicians and say names when they could absolutely shut this thing down completely and stop him from doing all this good work. So it was so interesting and enlightening to just hear his side of things and all the hoops that he has to jump through to save these kids out of a horrendous and awful fate. Well, it stood out to me, um, you know, the the 13 to 18-year-olds, or, or but they, like you mentioned, the two-year-olds that uh, it's just, you know, I have a two-year-old daughter. I can't imagine what it's just it's just sickening it really is um so i appreciate you last night on your show covering it um when you savannah sit there and decide each week what to talk about um is it just what you're most passionate about or how do you go about deciding what to talk about on your show well honestly it depends on who my guest is and what their area of expertise is so when i had um lieutenant colonel alan west we obviously talked about the military and him being a black conservative military man in the 21st century and how that alone just angered the entire liberal party when i talk about when i had caitlin bennett on we talked about shadow banning the craziness that happens to her on college campuses and just the hypocrisy of the left it honestly just depends on who my guest is their area of expertise but then obviously we'll dive into you know modern events like last night we briefly touched on amy coney barrett was confirmed to the supreme court so we just briefly touched on that but we mostly focused on their area of expertise and exactly what they do as a young lady and i mentioned 16 years old um Again, not even able to vote yet, but obviously I know how you would vote if you were 18. Um, you're a role model for, for girls um, at, of all ages. And what's that mean to you? Honestly, I never really realized what an impact I had on little girls until I was at the Constitutional Rights Summit back in early October. And this mom came up to me with her three daughters. And the littlest one had asked me if she could give me a hug. And I was like, I I nearly burst into tears right there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this little girl wants to hug me. And she's like, I want to be like you when I grew up one day. And then the other two, they joined in in the group hug. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm really impacting people, and I've gotten personal messages from people saying that their daughters and their sons, they like to watch me and watch my videos and watch some of my barrel racing videos, and they really, really enjoy it, and that their parents are glad that there is a a young girl like me out there who's making PG content and giving the truth out there and talking about politics in a way that little kids can't understand. I mean, if I was able to understand it at six years old, so can they, and so should our political leaders. 
That says, I mean, that's uh, very, it's almost like some of our politicians have forgotten what's in the Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution and what this country was was uh, all about. We're going to talk about the barrel racing here in a second um, as well, because it is kind of a sports talk show. But um, Savannah uh, joining us, uh, she hosts the, uh, the Savvy Truth. It's on every Tuesday, but you can check out her videos on Facebook at Savvy or The Savvy Truth. Great, great stuff. Um you're well-read, obviously. Your parents uh, got you involved into politics. Is this something that you think you're going to be involved in now moving forward forever? I would absolutely love that. I always imagine myself starting maybe small on a city council and maybe being a mayor and then moving up to becoming a Texas state representative and then maybe one day being the first female president. But if that were to be in the books for me for the future, I think I would need some sponsors because right now a um, – Horse babysitting and baby babysitting salary isn't exactly going to cut that um, campaign salary for me there. <laughs> that is uh, very, very true. Um, what do you make babysitting? Uh, I usually charge $7 an hour. Wow. Uh, I'm the cheapest babysitter you could possibly find in my neighborhood, and a lot of people... I'm not going to lie. A lot of people like to take advantage of that. I'm like, all right, listen, I'm the child wrangler and the horse wrangler. Give me your kids. And as long as they're alive, fed, and put to bed at a decent time, I will accept whatever you're willing to give me. I love this. Hey, how do uh, how do other kids um, react to you in school and, and around um, your neighborhood, like you said? Well, I'm homeschooled, so my only other real classmate is my 13-year-old little brother. But I do have a lot of friends that are in public school around here. And when they found out what I was doing, a little of it was shock. And then a lot of it was like, wait, you're, you're TikTok famous? The, the president repeated you? Like, wait, hold on, go back. Yeah, a lot of people, you either love me or hate me, and I have a lot of friends who have left being my friend because of who and what I support now, and I have a lot of people who just are like, all right, I don't even want to be friends with you to begin with. Like, go away. You're too patriotic for me. But for the most part, a lot of my old friends from Virginia, which is where the last place that we moved, they all support me, and they're behind me, and they're always like, hey, Savvy, did you see this guy retweeted you? Oh, Savvy, did you see you're on this guy's page? And I'm like, Yes, thank you. I actually love my friends back there. Uh, the savvy truth. Uh, her name is Savannah. Um, I'm just. This is just so cool to, to talk with you because, I, like I said, I've been seeing your videos, and you're like I said, you're very outspoken. And you mentioned PG, and you know, uh, you remind me a little bit of Tommy Lauren, who is um, what 26, 27 years old, but she's made a great career out of politics, and um, has she reached out to you? Have you talked to her, um, or would you like to? I would absolutely love to reach out to her. I haven't said, I haven't said, I wouldn't say anyone's reached out to me yet. Caitlin Bennett reached out to me, and that was like, oh, my gosh, the Kent State gun girl just messaged me. And I know she's very, very controversial, but I will say completely openly that Caitlin Bennett was one of my role models when she first started being the most outspoken woman her age, and she will forever be one of my model role models for that. And I have to say, if anyone wanted to reach out to me, I would be totally open to that. If Tommy Lauren is listening, I'd love to come on the show. Right. Anytime. I'm trying to get her on my show, so we should, you know, if you can get her, then you got to send her my way. So. Um, will do. <laughs> how many of those books behind you have you read? 
These are actually all my dad's. I think I got my love of reading from my mom and my dad, but my favorite one on the shelf, obviously the Constitution and Bible right here. Mm. But then, I don't know if anyone on your show has probably read this, but this is by Rush Limbaugh. It's called Rush Revere, and it's all about Rush Revere and his horse, Liberty, who's actually who my horse is named after. It's a kid's history book series that my brother and I read from a really, really young age and that I totally enjoy because we're obviously a very big history buff family. That's probably my brother and I's strongest subject is American history. You want to know any of battles from World War II? We got it. You want to know what Civil War generals were on the north and the south side? We know it. We got military history family just going deep in our blood. It's sort of hereditary now. So your dad was in the Navy, is that right? Yes, sir. He was in the military for 30 years as a naval captain. Oh, that is. My brother spent seven or eight years in the Navy. My son is a, a crew chief of a Black Hawk crew right now in Fort Riley, Texas, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, military runs deep in the family as well. But uh, tell your dad thank you for his service for uh, for for us. I mean, that's just awesome. Um, obviously, you've moved around a little bit because of that. Yes, we moved every. Three or four years since I was little, we've lived on every single military base possibly imaginable. My childhood, I grew up with living on a military base with multi-billion dollar jets to having an aircraft carrier in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It was a never dull moment. So you were in, uh, was it, 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 I think it's Norfolk, but it's Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, we were close near Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. We were in the more uh, Charlottesville. We were actually were in Virginia probably a good dozen times in the Pentagon, D.C. area. But the last time we were there, we were actually in good old Charlottesville, Virginia, which for any of you who keep up with the removal of the statues, that's where it all started back in 2017, my town right there. And I actually spoke at the city council the night that they were voting to remove that General Lee statue, and I was one out of 200 people chosen to speak that night. And let's just say when I said that I wanted to keep our statue and keep our history, that town forever will never like me again. <laughs> I bet not. Uh, Savannah, the Savvy Truth, every Tuesday night on uh, on Facebook, but you can follow her um, and get great updates just in general. When you do a video, not your show, but when you're doing a video – um, how many takes does it take you? Are you just like, hey, I'm just going to speak my mind and we're just going to go? Well, I usually have something that I would like to talk about, something that I'm officially very angry about that day that I feel like <laughs> I need to express to people in a fast-talking manner and usually a sassier manner. And I will think about what I want to say, and usually I try to get it under 60 seconds because before I was banned on TikTok, that's where I would post it first, and then it would go to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But I think about what I want to say. I try to break it all down into 60 seconds, get as much information as I could in there, and then just speed roll it off the tongue and just get it all out there. It usually took me like Two or three or four tries, but that was usually just because I had to get, like, the facial expressions right. That was one thing that I got torn up on. Everyone made fun of my facial expressions because they were always changing every five seconds. Well, that's, yeah. um, you got banned from TikTok? I did. I made a video about hydroxychloroquine, and I sort of got, like... Really? So you're, like, getting censored and and... Cut off, like, I mean, you know what? So you obviously followed today when Senator Cruz uh, in from Texas went off on 
uh, the guys from Google and Jack Dorsey from Twitter yeah. and Zuckerberg from Facebook. Um, and because that's exactly what they're doing. They're banning people like you. Exactly. And I am probably the queen of being shadow banned. I have been at the same follower count since July. And it'll fluctuate. It'll go up a few thousand and then it'll drop 5,000. And then we'll go back up to normal and then down again. And I honestly cannot believe the lengths that this the high big tech companies will go to to, to silence a 16-year-old girl because let's just say they're extremely afraid of the truth and I'm extremely good at getting the truth across. And they do not like that. I've had people tell me that they haven't seen me posting since April. And I'm like, I've been posting. I've been posting a lot. But they don't like having the truth be out there in the open for people to decide for themselves. And it's really annoying that Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, they've all put me in the red zone because I've violated community guidelines one too many times and I'm about to have my accounts deleted. Wow. Uh, Savannah, the savvy truth, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Um, I still want to talk barrel racing, but I have so many questions for you about this because um, you do speak your truth, and, and a lot of it is, you know, contra- I won't say controversial, but it is because you have half the country not believing. Um, do, you get, do you get threats? Do you get nervous? Do you get scared at ever? Let's just say that we had to call the police at 2 a.m. one day because BLM and Antifa were at our our town tearing down a statue down by City Hall, and our house was next. I've gotten death threats. I've been attacked. I've had rape threats. We've had people tell me that they're going to come slit my horse's throat and then send her to a dog meat farm in Mexico. I've had people tell me that they're going to come burn my house down with all my family in it and then make me watch all the evil possible ways that someone could threaten me, I've had it, you know, the kick the chair, the rope will catch you. If you ever put a bullet in your head, do it on Facebook Live because I would like to see it. That sort of threats. And it's honestly so disgusting that kids my age would have, the first of all, the audacity to say that to me. But then adults would say that to me as well. And it's because they don't like the truth. The truth is hurtful and hateful to people who don't want to hear it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I don't sugarcoat the truth. I don't like putting it down softly. I like giving you the truth as it is. And if it hurts your feelings, I'm not really sorry. And I get a lot of backlash for that. That is crazy. Um, the fact that anybody has to go through and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, um, threats are just, it's just dumb. Um, so, uh, the savvy truth joining us. All right, your barrel racing has has your political beliefs, and I know the rodeo community very well. Ninety nine percent would be on your side, but has that affected your barrel racing or your your rodeo life? You know, I have been recognized at rodeos, and it was it was really cool because people asked to have pictures with me, and that was so awesome. But one big thing about high school rodeo in general is that you have to get sponsors to help you and to just help pay for some entry fees and for shoes or maybe some food or shavings or just things like that. And people don't exactly want to sponsor me because, one, I am extremely controversial nowadays. Half the country will hate me, and half the country will like me. So the conservative businesses, then that's a whole different ball field in itself because they don't necessarily want to receive all that backlash from probably half of their clientele. But so I have to find a conservative business that would be happy to sponsor the savvy truth and then have a backbone 
to receive all the backlash that we'll get from the left. Yeah, there's uh, it definitely. Um, so how long have you been barrel racing? I've been barrel racing since probably July. I've grown up with horses my entire life. We were obviously military, so I was always changing disciplines, finding a new barn and stable to work at, and switching from eventing to show jumping to cross country to practically everything in the book. But rodeo was definitely something that I always loved the most. And when we said, all right, we're officially moving to Texas, we're officially retiring, I finally got to just pick a discipline and stick with it. And I bought my first horse and I started training her myself for barrel racing. And it just has been an absolute blast since then. It's the most rewarding thing in the world. There's some great rodeo down in Texas, obviously. I mean, great rodeo up here in Montana too. But um, are, so are you going to be able to go watch, like, you got the PBR coming up next month. You've got the national finals coming up um, next month or in uh, December at Arlington. Um, how cool would that be to go? You know, it's, quite interesting actually because the NFR is still happening in November and it's being put on by the Fort Worth Stock Show Rodeo Association and the Cowboy Christmas Rodeo is still happening and the State Fair is still happening but the thing that every single high school kid my age in Texas is upset about is that they just canceled the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo from February for next year. And the thing about this is that this is where all of us 4-H and FFA kids, we go to show our animals and then we send them to market and we send them to auction and this is how we pay for college. And all of us kids, we've already bought all of our animals. We've bought all of our cows and pigs and goats. And now we don't know what to do with them because they canceled that rodeo and so we have nowhere to go sell them. And that also means that the Mustang makeover is going to be canceled. Everything is turned to online. But it's just so annoying that they canceled the one thing for us high school kids, but then all the things for the professional rodeos, all the adults, they get still get to keep all of theirs. It's a little bit upsetting that Texas did this to us. Um, Savannah, the Savvy Truth, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Um, I was talking to your uh, producer a bit the other day, and I said, how long can we go? And he said, she'll take up the whole hour if you want. Um, <laughs> but when... <laughs> When, I mean, obviously Texas is a lot different than, say, California as far as, you know, governors and and rules and regulations when it comes to the COVID. How are you guys handling it down there? Obviously, I know, I think I know what you're about to say, but go ahead. Well, it honestly depends on what town you go to. Where I live right now, we're deep in the heart of Texas, and we're as red as you can possibly get. We put up our little... Please social distance and it's required to wear a mask in here sign, but then no one follows them. No one is forced to put a mask on. And it's honestly very refreshing to see that our constitutional God-given rights and the right to choose what we put on our own bodies still exist down here. But then if you go to places like, say, Dallas or Houston, you are sent into liberal zone where all these mandates, rules, and ridiculous laws are actually being enforced, and you can't do anything. It's all about control, as I like to call them, muzzles. And it's honestly awful, and I'm sort of disgusted that this is coming to Texas, but then of course it is because everyone from California is moving here because their state sucks. It, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not a fan of California. Never have been. Being a, you know, We get a lot of Californians up here in Montana, too, uh, Savvy. So it's, uh, and here's the thing. If you hated it so much in your state, why are you trying to bring those regulations to my state? It's because they think that this time, this time after hundreds of fails, they'll finally be able to get it right. At some point, we need to look at what works and then just stick with it. 
It's not that complicated. Texas is the greatest state in America. Scratch that. We're actually a republic, not a state. And California is the worst. And there's a very good reason why if Texas wanted to, we could go, we can make our own country, and California can't. It's a beautiful state. It honestly is. But it's been destroyed by the Democrats' policies that have failed for hundreds and hundreds of years. There's a pretty good reason why the Democrats are the party that founded slavery, founded the KKK, built and created Jim Crow laws, and the Republicans were the ones who got rid of all of that. Which is, um, when you look at history today and, and everything that's going on across the country, it's almost backwards when people realize that. It honestly is. And the fear of COVID is so utterly ridiculous. I recently had on my show Dr. Simone Gold, founder of America's Frontline Doctors, and she was talking about what is actually going on in our hospitals and the truth behind COVID. We've seen people talk about how the 200,000 death count is Donald Trump's fault. First of all, I have to say Donald Trump cannot control what state policies each state comes up with to control this, quote, pandemic. So it's not his fault to begin with, period. He sent military hospital ships up to New York, and they just sat in the harbor. So you guys clearly weren't as overrun as you claim to be. But then the CDC comes out and says, um, actually, our COVID count death rate was not right, and only like 6%, maybe less, were actually caused by COVID, and those COVID deaths were from people who were 85-plus years old who had already pre-existing medical conditions. But we're not going to say that too loud because we still want to use the it's 200,000 death count against Donald Trump. So 10,000 death count, and they're all 85-plus who've had pre-existing medical conditions. You know, I'm going to take my chances going outside with a virus that has a 99.997% survival rate, especially when it comes to a young kid like me who has an extremely strong immune system because she grew up being outside, getting muddy, playing with horses, drinking out of water troughs, and being outside. And because our bodies, they're naturally addicted to having bacteria in them. That's what we need. When you go and you shelter yourself for six, seven, eight, nine months, and you're washing everything so vigorously, you weaken your immune system. We need the bacteria, good and bad. There's a very good reason why after you get sick, you're suggested to go outside, go play in the dirt, go eat yogurt, go be a human being. But we're not doing that anymore. And we've shut down colleges all of completely for what? We had, okay, 70,000 COVID cases, but how many deaths? Zero. How many hospitalizations? Three. College campuses. Uh, and they're all students alone. 70,000 cases per college students, zero deaths, and three hospitalizations, but we're still shutting down the country. It's not worth it. It's not worth giving up our freedom for something as a little bit less than a seasonal flu. And has anyone noticed that the flu has all of disappeared? The CDC just recently came out and said that they're not giving any flu statistics until 2022. Donald Trump has gotten rid of the flu, and guess why? Because every single flu case has been officially classified under COVID. It's a respiratory disease. Anything and everything that is a symptom of COVID is the exact same symptom of the flu. And then doctors come out saying, listen, um, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and zithromax works, but we're not allowed to use it. We're going to mandate that we have to go use a vaccine that hasn't even been double-blind placebo tested studied yet. 
But we can't use hydroxychloroquine and zinc that's been around for hundreds of years and has proven to work. There's a very good reason why countries like India have lower death counts than us. It's because it's such a cheap drug. It costs 20 bucks to get these three drugs for a month. But America, we're all about money, and we're all about keeping people in line and in check for some reason, that we feel the need to mandate a vaccine that's going to cost thousands, and let's see who lines their pockets with that money. And we can't even just let our citizens use what they want. Whatever happened to my body, my choice, especially when it's my actual body, not a baby's. Um, she speaks the savvy truth. Her name is Savannah. Where do you want to go to college, by the way? You know, right now I'm thinking either Liberty or Hillsdale College because based on what a Harvard or Yale degree gets you, considering we look at our um, liberal and Democrat colleagues, it's not exactly worth that. Um, and obviously running for office is uh, is in your future, I bet, like you like you've said, um, starting with city council. I ran for school board and lost by one vote. I was not happy. Yeah. Some old lady beat me, but... I would have had better ideas, but hey, that's just me. Um, have you ever been to Montana? You know, I haven't. I hear it's beautiful though. Oh yeah, it's very probably beautiful. really really cold right now. Actually, no, it was over the weekend. Uh, we got a, about twenty inches of snow, and it was below wow. zero for overnight lows. But um, it's warming up. It's supposed to be in the fifties by the weekend, so that's good. Um, but I go- the hunting up there is awesome. Hunting is fantastic, and fishing the hunting is terrible. Down there? My uncle lives in Dallas. He goes hunting down oh, there. Oh, no, not down here in Virginia where I oh, live. Oh, 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 gotcha. They created all sorts of laws uh, prohibiting us to hunt, and they were utterly ridiculous, and the deer population is well, well above average, yet we can't go hunt or kill any of them because they're an endangered species. Yeah. Yeah, no, deer are not endangered species. I'm sorry. No. Um Anything you want to add? Because I feel like I just got you all fired up, so uh, I, I feel like I should just let you go now. Honestly, if you wanted to keep me talking, I could probably talk forever. I've got opinions about literally everything in our government, and I have some things that I would love to say to our politicians. But number one, I'm a lady, so I obviously can't say it. But then two, I'm a Texan, and then i got to remember, listen, i got an attitude, i got opinions, so I'm going to give it to you whether you probably like it or not. Um, I like it. Uh, and, you know, I'm not on the radio, so it's actually Internet, so you can, you know, it's you can say what you want, So which is uh, – which is nice. Um, I have one question. So our governor, Steve Bullock, is uh, he's running for Senate, and he issued a mask mandate this summer, but then he was caught at a high school volleyball match not wearing his mask. What would you say to the governor of Montana? I'd say you're a hypocrite. Then probably you're secretly underlying a Democrat. I mean, how many Democrats have we seen say, all right, listen, we're going to mandate Thanksgiving. Thanks, Gavin Newsom. We're going to mandate everyone to wear masks. We're going to mandate going to church. We're going to mandate going to a baseball field. We just love mandating, honestly, everything. But then, as we always love to say, rules apply to thee and not to me. I've seen this over and over again from Gavin Newsom to Chris Cuomo to our beloved Nancy Pelosi. Y'all love making rules, but then y'all don't really love to follow them very much. Um, love the truth, the savvy truth. You can follow her on Facebook. I got to get you back on, and uh, maybe after the elections, we can uh, we can get you back on and, and spew more truth. How's that? Yes, we can celebrate Donald Trump's win. I like that, Savannah. The savvy truth. Hey, appreciate it, 
And uh, thank you for joining us. Keep up the good fight. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been awesome. That is uh, Savannah, uh, the savvy truth. What a uh, what a she is fired up. She is um, very smart, very well read, and uh, you can follow her on Facebook and also you on. You can Twitter. actually follow me on almost everything: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and it's all the savvy truth. You can go to Right American Media on Facebook or RightAmericanMedia.com. Honestly, everyone, please go follow me on all my social medias because one of these days they're all going to be probably taken down and gone. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, you, yeah, follower, it, literally everywhere, right? AmericaMedia.com uh, as well. Appreciate the time, my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yep, that is uh, Savannah, the savvy truth, and uh, what a what a sweetheart. Uh, and fired up, fired up. She's great. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some capital football with Kyle Mahelish next here on the Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get it home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? 
Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Still just uh, Savannah, the savvy truth. She is... A super smart 16-year-old that uh, loves her country and uh, just awesome, awesome. Uh, we'll get her back on. That was fun. I uh, got some thoughts on Justin Turner still to come. Also, uh, what's coming up? Uh, oh, tomorrow, Nicole Ragoni. That's what she said. Also, uh, predictions on Friday and uh, much more. Also, we're going to talk to Linnea Quigley, America's Scream Queen, um, on Friday, right before Halloween on Saturday. Uh, Hellgate beats Bozeman 3-1 to to win uh, the boys' AA championship in soccer. Congratulations to the Knights. There you go. All right. Um, also got a hunting story to, to, to share uh, coming up. From Montana, which is not good. It's not a good story, but we're going to talk about it coming up. But to chat about last week's Crosstown game and look ahead to the first round of the playoffs. Joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, the head coach of the Capital Bruins, Kyle Mahelish. Tough, uh, tough game the other night, Coach. Uh, falling in Crosstown, uh, I actually picked you guys to win thirteen to twelve, and the last couple oh. minutes. You were ready to make me look good, uh, but just a, a slug fest and what you'd expect between the Bruins and the Bengals. Yeah, it was a interesting evening. I mean, with all the snowfall and the, the footing the way it was, and you know, I know they cleared the field prior to game time, but by the time game started, it was, we still had you know a couple inches on there. So you know, I don't know if I've ever I played in a game like that. I don't think I've ever coached in a game like that, but it was. It was hard fought. Uh, both sides com- competed well. Uh, you know, we just had a difficult time moving the ball. Um, Helen and I did a good job of being creative and coming up with some ways in which to move the ball when they put uh, Swanson and Evans and Suero in the backfield. Uh, so at times, uh, you know, they had you know three big bodies in the backfield, and they just came after us and pounded on us a little bit. Uh, we adjusted to that after, you know, kind of the first part of the series. Had a big a big goal line stand there um, at the first series. Um, and, you know, we just couldn't move the ball. Which makes it tough in any form of level of football if you can't move the ball offensively. Uh, but defensively, you know, not, a, not obviously you mentioned the goal line stand, but not a – not a bad game overall against a pretty good um, offense that was without Hewitt, but real, like you said last week, that wasn't going to make a difference anyway. Um, but uh, overall, I thought the defense played pretty good. What was your assessment? No, yeah, I, I think Helen and I had 66 offensive plays. Um, you know, they did a good job at times moving the chains. It was very difficult to see where the first down was. Uh, there was some discrepancy between the guy on our sideline and the guy on their sideline. 
Uh, and obviously they didn't major anything. Um, but no, I thought defensively the kids came out and played hard. I mean, anytime, you know, you can hold a, a pretty explosive offense with a lot of weapons, and I know they weren't chucking the ball around. You can hold them to 12 points, you have a chance to win. Um, and we just got to get over that. We got to get over that hump. These coulda, shoulda, wouldas, they don't count in the real world. Uh, it was a tough loss, and you never want to lose Crosstown, but you shift gears now, you refocus, and it's playoff season. And it's a one game at a time, literally now, because if you lose, you're done. Um, you can't lose <laughs> moving forward. No. What's the message to the guys as you shift gears into that postseason mode? Well, that's the thing. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, you win, you keep going, you lose, you're done. I mean, it's pretty simple, and I, I there shouldn't have to be a lot of motivational speeches to get somebody going with that. You know, we talked to the seniors earlier in the week that, you know, this may be the last time you ever strap on a helmet. And, you know, the 90, 95% of you, senior-wise, are not going on to play college football. So you need to practice every moment like it's your last. And I know that's the old cliche stuff. But, you know, we, we, so far we've had a real good week of practice. Uh, the kids are focused. Um, and, you know, one thing I told them, too, on Monday and all, as well as Tuesday, that in life you don't have a lot of opportunities to make a wrong or right. So we got, we have an opportunity to go to Butte and uh, redeem ourselves. Yeah, definitely. As Kyle Mahalis joins us, Capital Football Coach Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. When you look at Butte, obviously that was a game you led, you were in control, a blocked field goal kind of changed the momentum and changed the entire game. Um this is a team, this is, to me, I think it's the best matchup of the week um, in AA because it's two teams that know each other, but it's it's two teams that played hard against each other earlier in the year, too, and that game could have gone either way. Yeah, it could have. You know, it's disappointing to drop that one 20-13. You know, I did reflecting back on that, watching it again this last week. Um, I'm not saying we were in a commanding lead, but we were doing a pretty solid job offensively and defensively up to about, I don't know, like 2.55 left in the second quarter when, you know, you went, you talked about winning all three phases of the, all three phases of the game and we lost the special teams phase and, you know, they returned that kick to go 13-7 and a half. Uh, and then they get us on a big, uh, what we call a burn route when the back comes out of the backfield as they kind of rolls away from it and, our linebacker didn't go with that and tied up, and then we're in a dogfight, and they end up getting us at the end. Kyle Mahalish, our guest, Jason Walker Show. Obviously, you'd like to have that back, but what changes this week as opposed to last week, or do you just, or at that last game with Butte, do you just keep the focus the same and, and hope for not a block kick this time around? Well, no, we've done some things to change a little bit. The big 6 7 kid put his big old hand and pop there to get it. So, you know, we got to be able to block a different way um, as he's extending himself. But hopefully a, a field goal doesn't, uh, you know, come down to uh, the victory or not. Hopefully we get enough points on the board where we can uh, get out of there with a victory and get, the, get on the bus and get home. It'll be nice to play on turf too. Yeah, it will. It'll be nice to throw the – I mean, the, the – you know, if there's any precipitation or any cold, it's not going to affect anything because the field will be well manicured and taken care of. It's going to be different too, Coach, because we know how Butte fans can be. They're not going to be there in force, which um, is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's not going to be as many of them. Um, 
each each side is allowed to draft 45, and each kid gets four tickets. Uh, so what do we got? 90 times two is 180. So there'll be uh, so there'll be 180 on each side. So not as many. I mean, those uh, those guys, and I don't want to necessarily say gals, but yeah, they can be pretty pretty raunchy, pretty. Uh, if you if you don't have thick skin and you go to play in butte, you're gonna have a problem. Yep. It definitely. That's a good way to put it. Um, it's National Chocolate Day today. Are you a chocolate buff? No, I'm not a big sweet guy. Oh, well, I know, but uh, not even chocolate. No. Um. <sighs> well, this time of the year. So what? What is it? National Sweet Day. No, chocolate, chocolate day. day. Just chocolate oh. day. You know, my kids do enjoy those little fun packs that you get at stores or Target around this time of the year. So, actually, I just reloaded our candy dish this week, and I found myself eating a few little mini-sized Kit Kats. Ooh. Nice. How about you? Um, I do like chocolates. Um, I, I try to avoid them as much as possible, but um, I'm more of, a, of a, a cookie guy. But I do like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those are my favorite. Sure, there you go. Yeah, so it's not That's all chocolate. in the summertime over uh, instead of doing chocolate, do that on the marshmallow and graham cracker there. Ooh, I have or, not tried that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Wow. See, it's also National Make a Difference Day, and you just made a difference in my life by telling me how to make <laughs> my s'mores better. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that is why it's you are – that's why you are a great coach. Uh, good luck this week. We'll talk next week after a big win against the Bulldogs. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jason. Tom Mahalis joining us. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Uh, I'm anxious to try that. Reese's s'mores? That sounds uh, that sounds pretty darn good. Um, so the Bruins at Butte Friday night under the lights at Naranchi. Should be a great, great game. I'll have predictions on Friday and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Let's see here. All right, so more on Justin Turner. So Major League Baseball is opening up an investigation after Justin Turner violated protocol by returning to the field last night after uh, being tested positive for COVID-19 a couple of times. A lot of the – so Andrew Friedman, who I think is the GM for the Dodgers, um, said – I haven't seen the pictures, quote, if there are people around them without masks, that's not good optics at all. I haven't seen them, so it's hard for me to speak to it specifically, end quote. Dude, you saw Justin Turner. You saw your manager, Dave Roberts, who is recovered from Hodgkin's lymphoma, like probably should have been wearing a mask. But... uh. It taints the Dodgers' victory. And, and here, and I upset a lot of people on social media last night. Surprise, surprise. But I said, look, it's a you got to put an asterisk next to the Dodgers' victory because it's a sixty-game season. Okay, it's not it's not the grind of one hundred sixty-two and then the playoffs. And people are arguing, oh, it's harder to win in sixty. It's not. It's not. And if, you, if you're if you a Dodger fan and want to put an asterisk next to the Red Sox and the Astros beating your ass in the World Series for cheating 
Well, then you have to put an asterisk next to the asterisk next to this in your victory because it was only 60 game regular season. Oh, but the playoffs were extended. More teams, harder. No, no. You still played half a season of baseball. Half a season. You didn't play a full season and then the postseason. You played a half a season total. At 80 games out of 162? So don't, no. And speaking of the cheating, and the Dodgers did it. Every team did it. Some teams were better at it than the Dodgers. Cheating, wrong. Shouldn't be there at all. But don't, don't, like, there was people on Facebook last night. Uh, no banging the trash cans. We won fair and square. You bought it. You bought a World Series title. You're the Yankees of the National League now. Congratulations. So, there you go. Um, all right. So, I'll bring this up in the walk-off, but let's do On This Day in History. It is uh, National Chocolate Day, October 28th. Internal Medicine Day, Make a Difference Day, and it is National First Responders Day. And a big thank you to all of our first responders for what you do. On this date in 1900, the second modern Summer Olympic Games would close in Paris. After five months, there were no opening or closing ceremonies. Uh, Red Barber resigned as the Dodger sportscaster to join the Yankees on this date in 1953. 1978, Bobby Orr scores his final NHL goal. 1989, the Oakland A's complete the sweep of the Giants in the Bay Bridge earthquake-affected World Series. Atlanta beats Cleveland in 1995 in Game 6 to win the title. Boston wins its second in four years in 2007 on this date, beating the Rockies in the sweep. 2011, St. Louis beats Texas to win the World Series. 2012, San Francisco beating Detroit and for the second title in three years. 2018, the Red Sox beat the Dodgers in Game 5 to win the title. Uh, happy birthday, Charlie Daniels, born on this date in 1936, passed away just a couple of months ago. And uh, there you go. All right, let's do boom. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. The uh, walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco, 625 Euclid and Helenus, also in Bozeman and Billings. They are open, uh, what is Wednesday, uh, 8 tonight, tomorrow night, Friday night, and then 9 to 3 on Saturday. Get some great Cajun food this week. Uh, and speaking of our thoughts again with the Gulf Coast getting hammered by another hurricane right now. It just made landshore about an hour ago in uh, Louisiana. So get some Cajun food and think of our friends down there. Uh, I saw this today. Sunday, second day of the hunting season, Mar County. Six people sighted after a group of about 200 fired into a herd of elk. Four hunters sighted for shooting from the road, one for failure to validate a license, and one for using a license from another district. According to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Park spokesman Greg Lemon, um, there was about 50 elk killed on Sunday. One elk went unclaimed 
and two were confiscated from hunters who were cited. Those three elk donated to a local, uh, local food bank in Mark County. There's other evidence that multiple other elk were injured. They were not recovered. Nobody knows how many other elk were injured. Um, a person died from a heart complication unrelated to the hunt, but still not good. So it was on BLM land, block management land in Montana. That's what BLM stands for. And hunters, see, here's this reminds me of the days at Gardner when they would, and they still do this, when the elk would come out of the park. Hunting ethics and guidelines of safety just not even followed here. Just shooting at each other, firing, you know, just dumb. This is what gives hunting a bad name, is jackasses like this. Um, thankfully, nobody was hurt. Unbelievable, people. Just unbelievable. And this is why there's people like PETA that want to ban hunting. And this is why some people want to take away your guns. Well, some of you should probably have your guns taken away if you're going to act like this, hunting, an irresponsible jackass. But those are my final thoughts on that. Uh, great, time, great show today. Kyle Mahelish, thank you for joining us. Savvy. Savannah, the savvy truth. You can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. 16-year-old, loves politics, loves American history, loves America. You can follow uh, the show, jasonwalkershow.com. You can email us, jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Tweet, Facebook. Go to jasonwalkershow.com to watch any of our previous shows. Tomorrow, that's what she said, Nicole Ragoni. And uh, who knows what else will show up tomorrow. We're going to have some fun on a Thursday tomorrow. Major Mortgage Man Cave. So Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Have a great Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.